to Let's Get Our Ship Together, a queer woman of color debrief on the latest in queer lady and POC representation in television and film. I'm Aphrodite. And I'm Amira. And we actually have two episodes of Charmed to talk about uh, in this week's podcast episode. Life so, was happening last week, so we didn't do an episode for the last episode, for the first episode coming back from the break, that recap. But we did actually have content in both episodes. Amir and I actually watched the episode together in the same room mm-hmm. for the return of Charmed in the new year. We're long distance friends. That doesn't happen often. And it was amazing to watch it with you and, and with your girlfriend because literally... The moment before the end of the episode, you heard me say it. I, I said it out loud. Well, I guess we're not going to get anything <laughs> gay this week. That's literally, that's, I said it out loud. I know. Like, near the I end know. of the episode, nothing has happened. We have not seen anything queer happen yet. I just blurted out my conclusion. Like, nothing gay will happen this week. And then, boom. And then, <laughs> and then they hit two. us with a double. You know, even then, we were just oh expecting Jada. I know. We just thought it would be Jada. Boom. Then we get that scene of Mel and Jada at the bar where it's like, first Jada kisses Mel. And then Mel's like, no, I'm going to kiss you back a second time. And then, and then, and then, which of your cats was on Kristen's lap? Kalisto. Kalisto <laughs> was on Kristen's lap at the time. And literally, when Mel and Jada pulled away from that kiss and we saw Nico revealed from behind, we screamed so loudly that Kalisto like leaped up. She like bolted. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor cat. Kristen so mad. still has the bruises, both from Kalisto and from you, furiously oh, hitting her in your I know. She, she, I know. I have a tendency to like hit the person next to me whenever we're watching a show and like shit is happening. I'm just like, <gasps> like I just like I don't know, it's like a reflex. My arm just like goes out and slaps the person next to me. <laughs> Amira has <laughs> I'm sorry for all the times I've done that to you. It's okay. Um, it's okay. I know. It's not even like my left or right arm. It's like wherever a person is, my arm just goes flying out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I see you when you're in the middle and it's both arms, just like, like wings <laughs> opening. Like, oh my bam, God. Just... I know. Like, like that time you, me, and Natasha recorded yep. that reaction video on the bold type and I just like, boom, both yep, of you yep. at the same time. <laughs> well, this, like this time, Kristen was in between us. So right. I only like slapped out my left arm and I hit her. I but, should have known. Yeah. I should I should have sat in the middle taking that Honestly, sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Here I'm still I'm so not mad at myself. How come every time I record a reaction video, nothing happens? And then when I forget to record a reaction video, something, something gay happens. happens. I know. I something know. gay happens. We should have had a reaction video. So Amira had suggested that if we had had the foresight to anticipate queerness <laughs> in this week's episode and we recorded a, a reaction video, we should have cut it so that I said that, well, guess nothing gay is happening this week, followed immediately by Kalisto <laughs> leaping off Kristen's lap. Screaming. And all of us screaming. Oh, and it was yeah. like, it was like the gay moment, and then they outdated it with the love triangle. I know, um, I know. And it's it at was the very end. Almost manipulative, because I'm I'm sort oh, of like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, I'm I'm feeling it. Oh yeah, her and Jada, you know, whatever. And then I see Nico, and it's just my heart just broke. It just like shattered. Mm. Oh my God. I mean. We spent weeks 
getting over Nico. Like, we got over her like Mel had to get over her, you know? Oh, my God. We had and to, like, was... come to terms with it. Like, Nico's not going to be on the show anymore. <laughs> you remember us? I know. Us, us I was like, ourselves? no more Gaysians. No more Gaysians. By yeah. the end of 2018, I was like, it's all over. We didn't get shit. Boom. So glad to be proven wrong. We really believe she wasn't coming back. I know. I know. We I, really You know, it. and I told you, there was a shred of hope in my mind because I was like, why is Ellen Tamaki tweeting hashtag where's Nico? That's like a mm-hmm. weird thing for someone to tweet if they're just like trying to stay relevant and they're no longer going to mm-hmm. be on a show. You yeah, know? no, you're right. It's a little like trying too hard. So I was like, I don't think that's really her style. I feel like she's like, she's hinting something, you know? And it also means that it's changing my position because I thought Nico was out of the picture. I'm like, am I shipping Mel and Jada? And I think we're all very confused about which ship to be shipping right now. Well, you're shipping and... the Thrupple, I'm assuming. Yes, I'm still <laughs> shipping all three of them together. <laughs> yeah. But I actually think Jada and Nico wouldn't get along. I don't um, think so at all. I think they're very different people. I think Mel is like naturally drawn to Jada because Jada, Jada is more clearly the rebel. Whereas Nico is, is just a very different person. Okay, in this rewrite, whatever, now that Nico's back, she's a private detective, a private investigator. Right, right. Uh, so she's not a cop, but she's doing some kind of investigating mm-hmm. for Jada's family. So Jada's family apparently thinks their daughter is about to join a cult or whatever has, has yeah, like disappeared. Yeah. They're clearly worried about her and they've hired Nico to investigate. You know, Nico is, so she was, you know, a cop when they were dating and now she's a PI. Obviously she has like, you know, a tendency toward the, that kind of profession and stuff. But I feel like Mel is on some level attracted to Jada because Jada has qualities that Nico didn't have. She's attracted to like, you know, the rebel side, anti-authority, whatever part of Jada but at the same time I don't know if it's a sustainable relationship because I also don't think that Jada has the qualities that Mel liked in Nico Mm, yeah you know so it's it's almost like a a rebound feel you know like you just Mm. rebound with the rebel you know and it hasn't really gone that far but I'm I feel like Jada's like catching feelings I don't know I mean what do you think yeah they're getting kind of soft with each other I don't know how I feel about that because like I thought like this is hot and heavy it's just like you remember how hard she came for Mel the first time they met Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. just like bold you know yeah and so we were like she is a hard top and then like they kind of changed things up I don't know if you noticed but in the episode coming back from the break she didn't wear as much dark eyeshadow so they kind of They lined up her her makeup to make her look more natural and a little less, like, dark rebel goth witch. Mm -hmm. And so now she just looks like a light goth witch. Yeah. (laughs) She's still wearing... (laughs) She's still wearing... She's got just, like, you know, the trendy smoky eye instead of... Yeah, yeah. She's still... Yeah, but... Um, but they, like, they dialed that back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that helps to make her... Make her a little more relatable slash maybe girlfriend material as opposed to hookup material. Yeah. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if... Because it seemed like that was their intention from the beginning to go that direction. But I Mm. feel like I only ever see that transformation when they sort of change direction with a character. Mm. You know, I'm thinking like for anybody who's watched Pretty Little Liars, Toby, he was like the weird, you know, awkward guy at the beginning when Mm. they suspected him of being, you know, the murderer or whatever. And then Mm. suddenly he becomes a love interest and like, it's not like they could change his face, but they changed his hair and his clothes and stuff, and suddenly it's like, oh, okay, we're supposed to think he's, like, hunky. Some of us weren't falling for it, but whatever. So yeah. I feel like sometimes they make that transformation because they're like, oh, actually, you know, we're kind of feeling this chemistry here, so we'll make her a love interest. But in this mm. case, it was just confusing to me because it did seem like they planned it from the beginning that she would be a love interest. So I'm like, why are you mm-hmm. softening her up now 
if we were just mm. always supposed to think that she was to play that role. They want to confuse us and mess with us, and it's working. <laughs> um, we're, I'm lost at the moment. Like, I don't know what I, I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know what I want to happen. This is mm-hmm. a very strange place to be. But it means it's a good place to be because we've been complaining the last couple of podcast episodes about how much Macy and Maggie have been getting yeah. for, in terms of the development for their romantic relationships and how it feels like, you know, they kind of ended things very prematurely with Nico and then Jada was inserted here. So it wasn't clear how they were going to take things. But with the last two episodes, uh, it's very clear that Mel's romantic life is now the most compelling romantic storyline on yes, the show. Yes, yes. With the reintroduction of Nico, it really cemented mm-hmm. her as, like, top, top priority. Yes, because this is, like, love triangle territory. And love triangle territory usually trumps other type of love stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on shows. And I don't actually know where the fandom sits on this. Are we divided? Are we united? What's the distribution? Do fans mostly root for Mel and Jada? Are people still Melco shipping? I don't I'm, know. I'm still Melco. I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for like the original OTP and they just, oh, they just mesh so well together. I'm not really feeling that Mel and Jada will be like a long-term thing. Like I said, I was into it thinking that it would just be like hot or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, now that Nico's back, I'm like, oh, Mel. <laughs> yeah. You gotta yeah. go back to her. One thing that distinguishes Jada from Nico, Jada is very similar to Mel in that in this, the most recent episode, they like try to stop a rapist, right? And that's Jada. She's like Mel in that she wants to use her powers to intervene with the human world and like build a more just society. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. Nico is like definitely more of a grade A nerd. She's out here to collect facts. (laughs) She's out here to tell the full story. She's out here to investigate. So I think one thing that Mel probably was drawn to about Nico was how how good she was at, like, digging in and finding the truth. You know, it was painful for Mel because Nico kept digging stuff up about Mel's mother. And that forced Mel into – well, I wouldn't say it forced, but Mel decided to change the universe uh, Mm -hmm. and make it so that they had never met, which we still disagree with. I still do not prove they did not exhaust all our other options. And look what you got. Nico comes back into your life anyway. Yep, okay. Yep. I mean, um, and this is a little bit, you know, Xena-ish with like the soulmate, you know, they're meant to be mm-hmm. even in an alternate timeline. Um, yes, yes, yes. They come back okay, together. Okay, now I'm, I know, now I'm definitely shipping Melko because I'm all about that. You know, I like, know. yes. <laughs> OTP in all versions of I, I know your universe. soft spots. I think some of it is like, I still don't quite trust Jada. Jada is not telling Mel the full story well, So yet. that's something I wanted to ask you. I mean, you know, PIs are, of course, under no obligation to be honest about who's employing them. And she could even herself be mistaken. So I'm just, I mean, is it realistic that Jada's parents, I mean, I don't really know how old Jada is, to be honest. I feel like she looked a little too old to have, like, her parents, you know, getting a PI to go after her. Mm. But, you know, maybe she's, like, you know, very early 20s or something. I don't know. But... That was a little fishy. I mean, she's been in this for a while. Why would they just now be sending a PI like, oh, we think she's about to join a cult? You know, hasn't she been in the Sarkana for a while? It's a little weird to me. I don't know if that's if I necessarily believe that that's true. So it could be that people are lying to Nico and saying, yes, we're her parents. and we're concerned. That's true. It could be that Nico is lying and it's somebody mm. else that's looking and she just doesn't care because she's a PI and she'll do whoever, whatever yeah. you know, she's paid to do. But I want to believe that Nico, even in this version of the world where they never met is still honest Mm -hmm. because 
she definitely came across that way in the earlier part of the season. She just seemed like someone who was really committed to finding out the truth. I think she's the same person with the same sort of moral compass. And at least in her conversation with Mel, just like, hey, if you change your mind, you could really like, um, you could really help someone just reach out to me. Even if Nico is making decisions based on like bad information, her intentions are definitely good. And I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't true. think she's a bad person. And I don't think it would be right of the writers. Because that would be a really like sinister twist. You know what I mean? It would mm-hmm. be, you know, maybe a reason that she got out of the police department and, and entered the private sector in the first place. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to ask you. Yes. Is uh, did it look to you in the in the first episode when Mel and Jada pull away from their kiss and we see Nico with the camera? Did she look a little jealous? Um, no. Okay. No. Well, okay. Am I just projecting? Because I feel like I thought she, she looked, looked focused. She looked really focused to me. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because I was like, okay, of course she couldn't be jealous unless there's like maybe remnants of mm. some sort of memories that she's, she's not even clear. You know, she's like, oh, why am I feeling jealous? You know what I mean? I was reading uh, something about that last episode on Wikipedia. They do say... Um, Mel gives the hellfire to Jada and they kiss, which a jealous Nico secretly records. So okay. like, somebody else also thought. Somebody thinks she's that she's jealous. jealous. Okay, I'm, I'm actually looking at a screen cap of her right now on Autostraddle mm-hmm. when she's taking that video mm-hmm. um, of them kissing. And it looks like she's giving Jada the evil eye. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe because she's worried for Mel's safety. That's true. Okay. If she thinks Jada's, you know, up to no good, which is basically what she did tell Mel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that might be the more likely scenario since we do have to believe that Nico has no memory whatsoever of Mel. Yeah. But God, Nico looks good. (laughs) She looks so good. I, I feel obviously so bad for Mel because, I mean, imagine the feelings that this is drudging up for her. And it's oh, yeah. like, you know, does she leave it alone and kind of try to keep moving on with her life? Does she try to start something new? And we don't even know what, what Nico's doing. Maybe she's seeing someone, you know? Oh, we don't even know if she's with her fiancé. Oh, yes, the fiancé. We don't even know. Is she That's married true. or is she not? Because so, if she's married, then that can, does that put an end to does she have a ring? She didn't have a ring on her finger, right? Oh, no. I'm looking at the photo. We don't have a photo. Hmm? No ring on her right hand, but are wedding oh. rings on the left hand? You typically. Okay. Okay, I, we need to look at screen caps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to do some research, I investigation. See, is she wearing a ring? I, okay, first of all, I think if she's wearing a ring, the fans would have already been on it. I yeah, feel like yeah, they would have yeah, already, yeah, to- right? been but already talked about it. She would have even had like a, an engagement ring, right? Or are those also worn on the left hand? Yes, yeah, it's, it's typically worn together. I mean, you know, different cultures wear it differently, but. Okay, yeah. I mean, I still don't understand that, all of, that whole world. But it's I'm just sure... the patriarchy doesn't. Matter. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's if, if she's married, then the writers are losing out on a really exciting storyline mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that they could have pursued. My guess is that she's probably engaged. She's probably still engaged, but maybe meeting Mel will change that. Yeah, it did the first time. I mean, Obviously, if she's not engaged and things didn't work out with that woman at all, then that creates an opening for her to pursue Mel. I really want to see this play out. I don't know which ship is going to win out. Like, as much as I would like for them to be... All three? Yeah. 
It's a thruple. Gel- Jelco. 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 Thank you. Yeah, yes. Okay. As much as I would love for Jelco to be a thing, I just don't trust the CW to actually pursue that. I don't um, <laughs> So I think it's going to be one or the other. And it's just a question of how long they drag this out for. Is this going to mm-hmm. last for all of season one? Will it stretch out into season two? Which of these actresses will be recurring? Right. And who will, right. you know, I want to know. And they built in Jada to be a more recurring character because now the Sarkana is like an institution. Whereas Nico, we're not, we're not really seeing a lot of interaction with the police. Um, uh, so far in the season. Right, like right. How they cover up stuff. And also Nico's uh, partner was killed earlier in the yes. season. So we're like losing characters who are part of that world. Like, So to me that says that like Jada has more of a foundation to stay on the show. And that like they might find a way for like Nico to make a graceful exit. Or a graceful entrance. Or a graceful entrance. <laughs> I mean, it's possible Jada will stay on not simply as a love interest. I mean, she is part of the Sarkana, so that's kind of like a... That's true. That's a role by itself. Yeah, um, no, no, no. But Nico fair. really is just a love interest. Now that how you pointed out that the, the cops are no longer really a part of the story. And by the way, I feel like that may be because in the original series, the cops were a major part of the stories mm. because the oldest sister was dating a cop or they were yeah. kind of on and off, whatever, I don't know. So the cops were involved a lot in, you know, yeah. like you were saying, like uh, strange occurrences and blah, blah, blah. They were investigating stuff. It was a product of its time in that it was like a cheesy series. But I yes. do feel like yes. the cops' storylines got a little too unbelievable. <laughs> it was just, mm. it, they weren't like super well done. So I feel like maybe this reboot decided like, you know, we can kind of like start with that, but then let's like die it down a little bit so yeah. that we don't go in yeah. that same direction. This is like part of the reboot and the refresher, right? Like right. doing things a little bit differently than the original series. Exactly. What you described where Jada is like the sort of face of the Sarkana and Melko gets back together, creates the most interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. then there's constant love triangle tension. Right, right, and, right. Because they're um, separate worlds, you know? Like, yeah, they're separate worlds. The human world and the witch world, right? Right. I know you never watched Lost Girl, but on Lost Girl, Bo, who's the lead character who's bisexual, had two major love interests throughout the show. One was a man and one was a woman who was, who was Lauren. And, like, Lauren and Bo ended up together. Um, so, they like, Docubus was the name of the ship. Right. They ended up t- together. But over the course of multiple seasons, they still allowed for, like, sexual tension and, like, interaction with the other ship. Mm. So there were moments, for example, when, like, the couple was on a break or they were torn apart. And then, you know, so they found a way to make that work. I see. But that's, like, a lot of screen time. And I also don't know if I trust the CW to give that much screen time to our uh, queer women of color lead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think also maybe this isn't the kind of show that wants to do that, like, back and forth, will they, won't they, for that long, you know? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. You know, for, for right now, for sure, yeah, it's like a, it's a great tease. But if it goes on too long and then it's like, eh, kind of loses its shine Yeah, a bit, at least for me. I mean, I, I'm not really, <laughs> I don't really enjoy being dragged along for that <laughs> Yeah, I am curious to see how how they end up handling this and how Mel ends up handling this. I mean, is she going to talk to her sisters about it? They're going to get involved. What's Harry going to say? I want that full episode where like everyone's involved 
in the storyline. You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. Maggie and Macy had for their love storylines where all the other characters were involved. I like, I want that for Mel. I know we, we don't want to spend too much time talking about the straight ships, but just mm-hmm. as an example, Galvin is now being brought into the, the series as more of a, like, I guess, uh, a member of the main cast. Like, mm-hmm. he's showing up and, like, suddenly part of missions, helps out in different ways. So in the most recent episode, the fact that he has, like, a little bit of knowledge about music and could play the pipe, he was able to help out. Um, yeah, he which he also... played wrong, by the way. I don't, I don't know if oh, that bothered anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to, like, blow over it, like, perpendicular, and just like the guy did at the beginning. And yeah. then he, like, blows into it like it's, like, a... Oh, a whistle. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, come yeah, on, Galvin. Come on. He's in there as like a support, but he's also a vulnerability because he's a human. The human love interests at the moment are Galvin and Nico. Potato is a demon. And then obviously Jada is a witch. Right. Maybe they'll have Mel be pulled in both directions. Like human world, witch world. There's also, you know, the fact of like Sarkana versus elders is going to play mm. out. I mean, now she's she's come clean to Jada and said that, she originally came because the elders sent her, which Jada yeah. claimed she already knew. Yes. Uh, it wasn't that hard to figure out, so I, I, yeah. I believe her. The elders don't know that, realistically, Mel defected a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, you can tell from yes. the beginning. Yes. She does have stars in her eyes over the Sarkana the whole time. So I think that it's going to be interesting to see how the elders react and if there's you know this sort of battle. And I'm... I'm hoping that that's sort of like the climax maybe of the season, but I'm, I know that there's still stuff with bio dad and potato um, mm. going on. And I know that that's going to probably come up again, you know, if we're thinking about like yeah. where this is headed for the finale, hopefully some more Sarkana versus elders stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering again, you know, maybe they'll just, they'll have Nico really be the love interest and have Jada sort of fall back after, you know, some, much needed queer drama, of course. Mm. <laughs> Jada will fall back and just be, yeah. you know, a Sarkana. They are getting a little bit soft with each other, um, Mel and Jada, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so after they kiss, they're like, you know, that's when Mel makes the confession to Jada. And Jada says, like, why don't you come along? And then they go on a, a little mission together to stop the rapist. So I think we're supposed to see them as potential, potentially girlfriends now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, And obviously they lightened up... Uh, Jada's makeup, which again to me says that they're trying to make her seem like more of a girlfriend and less of a hookup. That's just what I think they're trying to do with with some of these like more subtle changes. Do we buy Jada as like a soft girlfriend? Yeah, like I don't for sure. I mean, that girl's a power top. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and I also noticed, you know, that okay, you notice they're softening up Jada in those scenes. My girlfriend noticed that Mel is always showing lots of cleavage in scenes with Jada. Mm. <laughs> and so she would see it. And it's like, I don't even, I don't even realize it, but she'll, she'll be like, look, Mel's boobs. And sure enough, there's Jada. <laughs> it's like every wait, time so, with that feel. Wait, Mel's cleavage is showing? Mel. Mel wears a very like booby shirts, like low no, cut. But, but, but is that because she now works in a bar? It's only scenes with Jada, though. It's not like she's just in, you know, when she's going to work or coming from okay. work or whatever. It's like, damn. Okay. I haven't, so, I haven't paid, paid close enough attention to make sure it's like 100% only when she's with Jada every yeah. single time and no other time. But the, po- the times that Kristen has pointed out to me were pretty good evidence. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. But the thing is, that, like, Mel and Nico, they were, they were together. They were an established couple. 
Like they went through shit together. So they're like, they're just later on the relationship timeline. Clearly Mel and Jada just have like chemistry definite attraction it's very sexy and so the stuff that we saw with mel and nico kind of like bickering you know like we didn't get a lot of sexy melko time we just didn't um we got a lo- i mean we got some like allusions to sexy you know times. they alluded to like a sex scene or like whatever like the the sisters hearing them or whatever kind of <laughs> throwaway oh. lines okay yeah you know <laughs> that's true. yeah that's true um and that's one of the reasons I'm more of a Melko shipper is because, you know, they have like that relationship. I mean, bickering is part of it. They like they went through their ups and downs right now. Nico and Jada, they're just like in lust with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they think that each other is hot. I don't think that that relationship would be sustainable in the way that like a Melko relationship yeah. would be. But I mean, I'm also a Melko shipper because I just want to support nerds. Nico is definitely one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she got rid of her glasses and the ponytail in the first episode, which is great because she's super hot without the glasses and the ponytail. Yeah, but she's like a hot nerd. (laughs) Yeah, she's a hot nerd who is like, you know, a private detective. She's like looking for clues and shit. Mm -hmm, That's nerdy. mm -hmm. That's nerdy. I support nerd love. But I guess some of that is different because I also thought that they were both nerds. Mel was a nerd too because she was a PhD student. To an extent, because it depends on what you're studying. That's true. (laughs) Qualifies you as a nerd. (laughs) So, you know, she was in the women's studies department. I think she's definitely, like, nerdy about certain Mm -hmm. things, but I don't think she's quite, like, just a nerd in the same way Nico is, you know? Mm, Yeah, no. Maybe Nico majored in the sciences. I'm like, (laughs) I wouldn't... She probably runs her own forensics, you know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, she probably does. Like, I would buy that. I would buy that. Whereas, like, Jada is definitely that too cool for school QPOC. Yeah. Like, knows all the lingo, is, like, woke AF, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they're just two different categories of queer. Maybe there are people who are, like, more into one category than the other. Honestly, what I would like to see is a poll. I would really love to see queer fangirls vote for which ship they want to be endgame. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should put that on Twitter. Yeah, they should tweet about this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like they put them sort of on even footing almost because now Mm -hmm. we get to see Mel with both of them. And I I believe I said this in an earlier episode that back when we were very hopeful that uh, Nico would come back soon (laughs) before another love interest could enter Mel's life. I was saying that this could be nice because we would get to see them falling in love, which we did not get to see mm-hmm. originally. Yes. I mean, of course, yes. Mel, you know, we would assume already loves Nico, but, um, you know, we get to see Nico falling for Mel. And it's like, you <sighs> know, things that they clash on, like the, the whole police thing. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a big deal mm. for someone like Mel. You know, how is she willing to look past that for Nico? That's like really, I don't know. It's just she did it's a love story I'd love to see. Yeah, she did it before. I don't know. No, no, I know she did it before. I'm saying how, I don't know how she did it before. So I would love to see, you know, now she's a PI. So maybe it's a little less, you know, aggressive. <laughs> she's not a part of like, you know, the system. But I still think like, it'll be really nice to see them fall in love. And I think that other people will get on the Melko ship. Yeah. When they yeah. see that softness. Because they didn't have a meet cute in the episode where they exactly. reunited for the first time post, you know, altering their fates. Like it wasn't flirtatious in any yeah, way. What would that even be called? I don't know, like a first meeting. It's a very specific scenario because Mel, she knows and Nico Mm -hmm. doesn't. And she's clearly taken aback as soon as she hears Nico's voice from behind her. Yeah, the look on her face. I feel for Mel. She probably feels really guilty for like, you know, pursuing this thing with Jada 
when her heart still belongs to Nico in many ways? Like, is Jada just a rebound? We haven't really heard. The thing that the show has established for us is that Jada is really into Mel. Mel only kissed back after Jada kissed her first. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't entirely clear how into Jada she was. She was into the Sarkana, which may not be the same as being into Jada. Into Jada. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like she would feel guilty for Nico because it's like, you know, she comes back into her life and she's like, oh, you know, should I not have moved on? Should I have known that there could have been a chance? Should I even pursue this chance now that it's presented itself? Like, would that be the right thing to do? Mm. Um, Since we know that that shadowed guy, the brother, is in Tartarus, that was the person who was going to, like, kill her. So technically it would be safe to let Nico back into their lives, but it's like, and b- until the next threat comes along. So maybe yeah. Mel will think it's not worth it. I don't know. Maybe I mean, part of it is like, is Mel comfortable dating a human? Mm. Nico is vulnerable because she's a human and right. she was trying to protect, protect Nico's life with Jada. Jada's a witch who can fight back. She can take care of her own. And it's also interesting because we had on lost girl, we had the similar dynamic where this love triangle, one person she's into is a human and the mm-hmm. other is Faye with powers and stuff. Or like, mm. like what, what was he, a wolverine? He was like a were- werewolf. Thank you. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I get them confused. I get them confused. So Wolverine and werewolf. <laughs> Sorry. And the okay. human was also the nerd, mm. like in the love triangle. And oh, so nerd she love. Would, I know, I love nerd love. You know, it's why we, like, it's why you ship, you know. Uh, Elaine and Sid. Elena and Sid on one yep. day at a time, you know, like we're into that. Yep, yep, yep. So like, would she choose to not have Nico back in her life in, to protect Nico again, you know, mm-hmm, because like mm-hmm. she does live a dangerous life now that she's a charmed one. She found out she was a charmed one after she and Nico were already together. Before that, she didn't realize how dangerous her life would be. And even if she could somehow guarantee that she would keep Nico out of danger, so much of her life is going to be kept secret from her partner. Yeah. And, well, you know. now, yeah, so ga- that's why I think Galvin is an interesting example because, mm-hmm. like, they're just, like, letting him in. I almost feel like, don't you need to be dating for at least a year or something? Like, I know. Th- <laughs> like, w- does this mean that every person you go on a few dates with gets to be in on the secret? Yeah, I, I was kind of on Harry's side on this one. I'm like, dude, like, just, like, soon. blank his memory. I don't know if Galvin's, like, deserving of this status. And then he gets to, like, see the book and everything. And I'm like, all right, let's, no, let's go in stages. Soon. It's not all or nothing. Yeah. Like, he can know you're witches, but, like, let's not – it's just a little bit too far. I don't know. I actually don't even think he should know that they're witches. I don't either. But I'm, I'm saying even if he does, I feel mm. like, you know, then it's just like, oh, let him just join as if he is also a witch. I mean, come on. Like, I don't know. When he yeah. saw the book – and was like touching things. I'm like, Galvin, just uh, come on. Don't, don't, Boundaries, don't. All right. Yeah. Like also, know your place. This isn't, this isn't exactly. about Exactly. Also, Natasha brought up that we still can't forgive him for how he treated Macy. Treated Macy. Yeah. When he was with Summer. True. Like, True. He was under no spell whatsoever. He was just <sighs> being an asshole. Let's not forget. <sighs> never. We never forget. We no, hold a no. grudge. We hold yeah. a grudge against any All man. All the headships. All the headships we generally, <laughs> yes, like, exactly. struggle with. It's a double no. standard I will embrace. We're just here. Like, call it reparations. Whatever. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We just want the queer ships to thrive and the headships to get less screen time since they get too much already. We don't exactly. want equal. We don't want equal representation. No, we have we want representation that makes up for lost time. Exactly. Equal over all yeah. the time. 
you know? Yes. So yeah. we have to have more now. <laughs> Not currently equal, equal overall of time. Exactly, uh, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, um, so if all three of them were queer, I would be, we'd be, we'd be like recapping the hell out of this show. Oh, oh God, I know. Yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention is what we tweeted about, which was that this love triangle involves three women of color, all different races, Identities. and none of them white. Yes, none of them are white. And that's the thing that's like really novel here. Yeah, so um, interracial love triangle, Black, Asian, Latina, no whites. Yes. Although <laughs> technically, yeah, no whites. No whites. Well, we don't know whether Jada is Latinx. We have no reason to believe that she is, but we also don't have reason to believe that she's not. And it's always confusing because they are different identities. They're different communities. Is being Latinx a, like a racial identity as opposed to an ethnic one? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, Latina versus Hispanic. Yes. Hispanic means you come from a Spanish-speaking Spanish country. country right. Latinx means you come from this side of the hemisphere. Not yes. necessarily Spanish-speaking, just Latin. Because, like, oh, Brazilians are, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. It's just yeah. below the U.S. So three different identities. I think it makes it really groundbreaking that we're... Oh, absolutely. Just, I just really... I hope that they give this love triangle the screen time that it deserves because of this, for that oh, reason. I know. I want the drama. I want the tension. Mm-hmm. I want this to be, like, subtle L word. Hints <laughs> of, like, L word <laughs> drama. You know, like, that level. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I want it to go, like, all the way. Yeah. Don't I mean, hold back. So we tweeted, like, Charm is going where no ship has gone before. This love triangle with three queer women of color with, of different identities from different communities and not a single white person. Which what? Ellen Tamaki liked. Yes, she did. <laughs> made my day i know I that know. really made my day i was like oh my god you like our tweet oh. <laughs> i'm glad she appreciated that we noticed <laughs> yeah we're, of course we noticed we're paying attention we have mm-hmm. we use the hashtag where's nico we've yes. been using it you know yeah because we've been wondering <laughs> yeah we are nico? wondering we're seriously wondering does this bring our total number of interracial queer women of color ships up because the last time we have mel and nico they were our 10th interracial ship. Does so now that, we have Mel and Jada. Mel and Jada. But does that make them like the 11th ship on the same ass show? Yeah. So we have our list of like interracial queer women color ships that oh, don't oh, include oh. a white person. Oh, and like you're saying Melko, two more on the same show. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, Melko absolutely is. is the 10th. If Melko is the 10th, that means Malada or uh, like Jada and Mel are yeah. the 11th. And so that's of the 11 ships two of them are on charm so. yeah that's astonishing and mm-hmm. if you get your wish about jelco oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have number 13 oh my god. We're just, i just we're never gonna get it i'm so sad i know i'm sorry i'm sorry <gasps> there'll like, be a great fanfic about it someday maybe there yeah. already is one yeah know. we should be i should be on the lookout for that honestly yeah yeah you and i know which ship we ship of the two of them but i'm open to hearing other people's takes I'm not going to be closed-minded or argumentative with people who ship Mel and Jada. Like, I, I hold nothing no, no. against them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. I agree. I mean, I would even be okay with Maleta happening a little bit and then mm. maybe ultimately Melko being endgame, you yes. know? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. that would be awesome. Draw that honestly. shit out. Yeah, Give us please, more. Please us draw more. it out as long as yeah. possible. Yeah, because, you know, I fucking live for the drama. I mean, come on. Like the L word. We need people to break up, get back together, break up, get back together. Yes, yes. But, I mean, I feel like for the people who just want Nico to go away and for Malada to happen, if that, if that group exists, 
I don't know if that's, I can get, you know, I can't really get behind no, that. No, I, I definitely want consistent Gaijin rep mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the CW. Yeah. Um, because if we're not getting it from Black Lightning, I should hope we get it on Charmed. Speaking Sorry, of Black ahead. Lightning, no Thunder Grace in the first episode of Black Lightning that aired right. in the new year. We're recording this ep- podcast now during Black Lightning, so I won't be able to speak to the rep- like whether or not there's Thunder Grace in this week's episode. I'm guessing not because it's, as Amira, you mentioned to me, it's becoming the Khalil show. Yeah, um, a little bit. But, you know, we, so. we never know. I feel like they just throw Grace in when we least expect her. I know, that's so. true. That's true. So... Um. We'll, we'll, like, you know, keep our eyes peeled. Yeah, but we also absolutely. have lots of other things to look forward to. A show that Amira and I are both completely caught up on. Finally. Uh, finally. Is Marvel's Runaways. Um, yes. So that's where we have our badass Gaijin also named Nico. Mm-hmm. Um, with powers. And Carolina also with powers. They are the superhero queer women of color ship that I wish Thunder Grace was. In yeah, terms absolutely. of like screen time, the show's commitment to them. In next week's episode, we will definitely be debriefing Marvel's Runaway Season 2 because all of it dropped at once. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to recap a, a show when they're all released at once and you binge through the whole thing. It's very yeah, difficult it's to hard go to do by one week. by one. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then it's it's best, I think, just to watch the whole thing and recap the storyline as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what we're choosing to do. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, we're going to talk about the queer ship that happened on on Marvel's Runaways. We're going to talk about the Dinori ship. We hope you'll join us for that. And then after that, we'll see if we get more representation on Black Lightning. They definitely have to keep giving us more of Jelko, the Jelko drama on Charm. So I'm eager to see how that yeah, plays out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And for any of you guys wondering, if you wanted to watch Runaways, um, you know, catch up before our next episode, it is all available on Hulu to stream. So yes. I don't think it's available anywhere else. You have to have Hulu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do need to have Hulu. And I will say, because both Amir and I did look for compilation videos, there are not good compilation videos out there for yeah. Marvel's Runaways. So there may not be a good way to shortcut it. Just a yeah, heads and, up. And as Aphrodite pointed out to me before, their storyline is very heavily intertwined with the overarching plot line. So even if there was a well-made compilation video, I feel like it would still kind of be difficult to, to fully understand it. There was a, like, a decent compilation video that, that featured the Dinoru ship. But as I was watching it, they like spliced it so that during a lot of the group scenes, you see the looks that they give each other, that, that the two oh. girls give each other. But it just doesn't make sense spliced like that. You need to have the context of the show. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and a true. lot of the central drama deals with their relationship too. Like things that are happening with the, ma- with the major villain and major plot points also mm-hmm. have an impact on their relationship. So it's hard to watch just the Dinoru scenes without knowing the other things that are happening on the show. Exactly, but exactly. highly recommend because superhero queer ladies in love with each other. Most of the queerness is in season two of Marvel's Runaways. Yes. So if you need but to But it do, does start in season one. So. It does technically start in season one, but most of the rep is um, season two where yeah. you know that it's reciprocated. And I have a lot of feelings about that. Um, <laughs> that I, I can't but, wait. That like I will definitely have to dive into and a lot of my feelings about, as an East Asian woman, and my feelings about white women, Marvel's Runaways set me on some kind of journey. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. Yeah, it set me on some kind of journey and made me think, like, made me feel a certain way about 
how I feel about white women. We can go into that in the next yeah, podcast Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tackle that next episode. Um, there's a lot for us to debrief. So we hope you'll join us for that. And you know what? If hmm. any of you is out there and wants to make the case for Maleta, uh, like for Jada and Mel, <laughs> I, I actually would really be, I would really welcome it. I actually want to hear like the I, case for. I second um, that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, so, I would like to as well. So we welcome the discourse on this mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> always, always. Anyways, you can tweet at us at um, QWOC ship on Twitter. Let us know what you think. We're not trying to fight anyone. We, we want to hear from you genuinely. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> Don't be afraid. Don't Let be us afraid. know what you think. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and join us next time for our Marvel's Runaways recap. Mm-hmm.